What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Tara Macri over Zoom video. Tara was born and raised in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and talks about how she got into music. Tara started singing at a very early age. She was always involved in musical theater. Tara's also an actress, a voice actress, and she was on Broadway with the show Hairspray. She also plays Young Tigress in Kung Fu Panda. But Tara talked about juggling Broadway and acting and songwriting, what it was like to perform at the Hollywood Bowl alongside Nick Jonas and John Stamos. And we hear all about her new song, which is called Waking Up in California and the viral hit she had with that song on TikTok as well. You can watch our interview with Tara on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Tara Macri. Hi, Tara. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I appreciate you doing this. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, my name's Adam, and this is about you and uh, your journey in music. We'll talk about the new song that you just released. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're very welcome. Oh, I think James is here. Hang on. Is James here? Hey, just popped in. Hi, James. He's still joining. Hang on a second. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, James. Hi, James. Hey. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, first off, where were you born and raised? I was in Toronto, Toronto, Ontario. Toronto, Ontario. What was it like growing up there? Cold? Um, it was cold. Yeah. And <laughs> 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 the move to California. No. Um, it was amazing. I loved it. But yeah, it was, we get cold winters. Where are you from originally? San Diego, California. Okay. So yeah, you hardly see snow except for right, this. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I moved to Nashville about almost three years ago. And there's snow here. But uh, this last winter, I think we got one snow day and it was like yeah. this much. So <laughs> yeah. You know what? San Diego got snow this year too. Cause we have relatives there and they're like, it's snowing. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Yeah. My parents yeah. are still there. They, I guess they must've seen some of it. Uh, when I lived there, it, it snowed like one time. I remember it was on Valentine's day, like <laughs> in the mid nineties. And I remember it, like it would melt before it even hit the ground, but it was like, you know, so <laughs> minuscule, but it was, yeah. Funny. <laughs> um wow so okay so toronto canada and what about music how did you get into music do you come from musical household anything like that i kind of do like my dad used to play drums back in the day but then he met my mom and kind of gave that up sure um, <laughs> but yeah and my grandfather was really musical and so when i was really really young they he taught me how to play the piano and and i guess they just saw that i loved it and i was the first child i guess of all the, so I got, I got a lot of attention. <laughs> and so I guess um, that's kind of where it started. They saw that I really gravitated towards it and they, my parents would kind of throw me into lessons and to kind of keep me out of trouble. Cause I guess I ran around a lot and, um, mm -hmm. and that's where, that's where it started. Yeah. Okay. And then obviously, I mean, you've done acting and, and 
musical theater and all of that? Was that something that yeah. you uh, drew, were drawn to as a kid as well? Yeah, I think it all, you're being creative in different ways. So I think I just really loved like acting is completely different from writing a song. And when you're on the stage, when you're doing eight shows a week, it's completely different than when you're in the studio. It's all amazing, just different. It's it's a different, using different parts of your I don't know, your, your brain, your creativity, and, and it's an outlet. So hundred percent. Yeah. Were you writing songs in uh, school or not? Yeah, I was, but I didn't even know that I was doing it. It was just a way of how I dealt with whatever was happening in my life. I would just write in a journal and then turn it into a song and then be like, Oh, I'm writing songs. And I go back now and look at a song, like you were 10 and you wrote it for your cat or something, you know, and you're right. like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> um, but I guess that's the way that I um, was ex- expressing myself. So, uh-huh. and were you like, at what did you realize you're writing songs that, you know, later down the line were like, oh, the, the, you know, I should show people these, or was it just kind of something you did instinctually? Yeah, I think it got to a point where my dad was, he knew people in the music industry. And so he's like, I don't really know what to do do like he he's like do I get an agent do I like how do we what do we do here and uh he asked some people their thoughts and then I got connected with different people and it just kind of snowballed from there and I learned from I had some amazing mentors and then really got to know like oh this is when you're writing a verse and a pre-chorus and a chorus and now it's kind of different too with writing because it's everything goes. You can kind of, you know, start with the pre-chorus and with the verse. Yeah. You know? There's no real it, formula or structure anymore. No, no, no. But it was, a, it was an amazing way for me to learn um, kind of like as you're doing it in the studio. Mm-hmm. What, what, you know. Were you fairly young when you had your first experience, you know, recording in a studio? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I was, uh, I don't even remember. I was doing voiceover work before I was even like in the studio singing. I kind of oh, felt okay. that really just like, oh, this is really fun. And it's, it's, you t- just have to listen, take direction and do that. So, yeah. So you were acting then young as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what, yeah. What did that all kind of happen at, uh, at the same time? I mean, you did like hairspray, but you've also been on, you know, Punk yeah. Panda and like all these different things was that something that uh like with with acting was that something that was you're kind of pursuing more so and then music kind of came in in and out like how did how did your career kind of move forward yeah i don't think i didn't have a plan at that time i just wanted to do anything i just was like i love this so much like what can i do and so when i got an agent they just got me auditions and so i would get either voice work or acting rules and i would kind of do all of it. And I did, there's um, a theater company here called the Stratford Festival of Canada. Uh I did that quite young and that kind of opened my eyes to so many different things. And I kind of got a little more focused. This is what I, you know, really want to do. And then from there I got Hairspray in in Toronto. And then from there I got Broadway and that's kind of what took me to New York and then um, yeah, Los Angeles. And now like I go back and forth. So. Wow. That must've been so like such a, obviously getting Broadway. I mean, what was that like? Like it was crazy. I know my agent called, she was screaming, running up and down the hall, apparently. (laughs) 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 She, um, yeah, everyone was so excited because it was something I think you always think about, but I wasn't at the time like, Oh my gosh. I, I remember a producer who she's recently passed away. She was one of the, the main producers of hairspray and she was amazing. 
Um, and she said to me at our very last performance in Toronto, she says, we're going to see you really soon in New York. And I was like, whatever, like everyone says that, you know, right. um, and I was excited. But then when we got the call, it, I was like, this is crazy. She actually meant it. That's cool. So Margot Lyon was her name and she was just such a force in New York with a lot of production. So did you do Hairspray for a while? I did. I did the Toronto production. I did the tour. I did New York. And then it came up at for the Hollywood Bowl. I was living in Los Angeles and the team came out. They did auditions and I was like, oh, they're looking for names. I'm not, you know, it's not going to. And it happened. It, it was it was incredible. It was so fun. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that must have been wild to not only do that show, but do it at the Hollywood Bowl and have the people surrounding you. I mean, some big yeah. names you know, on Crazy. the stage there with you. So fun. And everyone was so fun. It was such a quick rehearsal too, that everyone was just, you really had to lean on each other and be like, what do you need? What can I, cause some of most of the cast had already done the show. And there was a lot of people who came in like Drew Carey hadn't done it. John Stamos, Nick Jonas, like they had not done the show. So everyone is kind of like surrounding everyone being like, what can we do? What can we help? And everyone worked really, really hard. Cause it's a quick, you're rehearsing for two weeks, three weeks, and then you do three shows and that's it. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's fast. Yeah. At yeah. Least you had the kind of the, it, you had already done it, right? So you kind of knew the the lay of the, the show and the how the parts go and everything else. Yeah, it was different though, because every role, like everyone brings something a little different to the role. So you really, it felt like oh, a okay. new show. And also 18,000 people was for me was, I was so nervous. I bet. I tried everything. I think I did some kind of like, shiatsu like anything i could to like just it was it, i've never performed in front of eighteen thousand people it's different for you know um it, yeah it was crazy because broadway is fairly small i've never been to a broadway show but like the rooms are fairly small right they are i mean some of them because they're old theaters they're only yeah. you know still a big audience but you also can't see like the lights you can see past like the third row you can't see anyone uh -huh. So you can kind of do your job and not be as nervous. You're in the moment you're, you're acting in the scene. The Hollywood Bowl is a different thing because the lights have not, it hasn't gone dark yet. So you can see everyone all the way. <laughs> all the way out, 18,000. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was crazy because it's different than doing um, New York where you, you get laughs. But, you know, when Nick Jonas would walk on stage, girls would scream. And so you have to hold for your, you know, I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. Until I say my line, let them, you know. Go nuts for Go crazy. Know, 30 <laughs> seconds to a minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, with with like obviously Broadway and, and, and doing hairspray and those things, you're not. I mean, I've talked to artists. It's it's definitely a different part of your brain because you're not like writing. It's a different type of creativity. Like when you're doing that, because you already have write the lines that you need to say like you're not yeah. writing out your own stuff like were you still juggling like your own songwriting at that time or obviously you're probably pretty hyper focused on just doing the show and doing well at at, at that but were you yeah. able to still write it all or not really yeah i tried it was difficult like when you do eight shows it's hard to do anything else right. and just locally too depending on the demands of the show it gets it's it's hard, but on my days off, I do shows in New York and um, and spend my days constantly. You, sometimes I get more creative when I'm super, super busy. I don't know how you are when you when you have so much on the go. You just get extra fueled and you get so much done versus yeah. when, oh, my calendar's open. I'm going to you know <laughs> just 
Yeah, <laughs> same for me. It's like if there's a million, I, I was on the radio in, for a long time, like, you know, almost two decades. And it was like, if it was the phone lines are ringing, I got a million things to do. I, like, I felt like my brain was firing off and I'm like, okay, I can do this. I thought it's creative thing to say or do in this. But like when it was slow, it was like almost like, uh, like, yeah. I, I don't know. It was like I had to force something, you know, to say or whatever. Like, but when there's a million things happening in front of me, my brain works the same way. It was like, okay, now, like I just started to add, like, if I'm overstimulated, it was like, I was more creative. Yeah. And that's exactly how, like, I felt like I got more done when I was doing five million things. You were tired, but it, it was a good tired. You were like, right. no, this feels good. I'm, I'm being a productive tired. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 When did you start uh, putting out songs on your, I mean, I'm just off your Spotify. You put a song out in like 2012. Like were, were, were you pursuing a career as like a musician at that point or you were still doing kind of both? I was doing both. I don't think I ever stopped doing like one or the other constantly auditioning. Sometimes you have to only do one at one time. You can't really do it's hard, but yeah, I was putting up music and, and writing. And then um, I had, uh, you know, had different management and they introduced me to different people and then put out Prettiest Girl in the Room, which was like my first song that did really well on radio. And that took me, I did like a radio tour, very expected wow. kind of thing. Like we put the song out and um, yeah, it started to get a lot of traction. So that was cool and fun to do. Yeah. You got to go, what, go to, go to the different radio stations and like, play in the conference room to like the pd or whoever else yeah you know how it goes yeah yeah yeah. they'd be like all right so and so's here everyone (laughs) to the conference room and then you get to watch a little acoustic performance (laughs) and for you it's nerve-wracking because you're like it's just me and my guitar and everyone's just staring and you're just like literally like two feet away from someone eating their lunch or yeah it was so fun like we did new york we did iHeartRadio, we did the 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 tour that was that was that was cool that was fun Wow. What was it like having your song on the radio? Like that must've been cool. Like you're driving around and hear it or. That was cool. And then all the friends that would just text you and it never gets old. Like I have a Christmas song that comes out every year and gets played on Sirius XM and, mm-hmm. and all the stations in San Diego. It was number three. Like it, it got. It oh, got, awesome. Who's like Kixie? Like, yeah. Or- <laughs> yeah. I did their like Christmas um, show there and, and it's what's cool is that every year you still get hit up by family and friends. They're like, I'm listening to you right now and I'm shopping or it just, and my nieces too, just to see them get so excited too. When they're like, Oh my gosh, that doesn't. That's my aunt. Like, Oh wow. (laughs) (laughs) I figured it had to be Kixie. They were, they, they earlier and earlier start playing Christmas songs. Like I feel like, because when they play Christmas songs, like if you look at the Nielsen ratings, they're like, killing every station like there's no way to even get close to beating them and so i noticed like i stopped doing the i stopped uh being on the radio in like in 2020 towards 2021 and it was like every year prior to that if you look at the ratings it would be like okay we're gonna start playing them in november now it was like (laughs) we're gonna play right after thanksgiving now it's like november 1st christmas songs and then they just destroy Starbucks, same thing. You walk in, you're like, wait, it's not even Halloween. How do we have Christmas cups? And like everyone's, yeah, yeah. yeah I know. Get, it, get people amped up for it. For um, me, I'm cool. I'm like, if you want to play the Christmas song and, you know. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, after the, having the success of Prettiest Girl in the Room, like after that, like 
was the next what was the next kind of like milestone moment for you or you were kind of in the midst of doing everything at that point right with yeah kung fu panda and and broadway and all that stuff yeah i did a show too it didn't end up going to new york i think they're still trying to but we did a tryout in chicago called first wives club based on the movie oh Um, wow and that was a lot of fun we we workshopped that in new york and then we went to chicago and that was such a fun show. Um, that was Paramount. I think Paramount was the first time that they did a musical or, or were behind a musical. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fun. We did that, got to be New York, but it was wintertime. So that was, you know, yeah. And then kept at the same time, kept releasing music and doing voiceovers and just kind of doing everything. So I guess I, not that I get bored easily, but I like to be tried different things. So yeah, yeah. And so you've had you have a new song out, and it had a massive yeah. moment on TikTok with waking up in California. Yeah, yeah. So you put the song out. What was that like? Like, kind of give me the background of the song, and then how it was when all that you know took off. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just a fun song. I was. It was a, a different song prior to us recording it, I had to go through different, like different versions of it to get to where it is. It took me a while. Sometimes they come really quickly. That one took a while to kind of get to the point where I was really excited to put it out. Okay. So Um, you had what a version and what brought it to a producer or something like, so you wrote the song and then okay, I wrote the song with a friend of mine. And then we, I took it to Garin who I've used on some other songs and I was like, this is the idea. This is the sound. He's like, cool, cool. And then we went in and, and, and this, you have the version now that that um, that we did. And that was a lot of fun. It was cool. It was very organic. Everything happened just cool. Then it went out and you never know what the song, right? Like you put it out like anything. You put it out and you're like, okay, fingers crossed. Like I hope people like it. And there's so much music being released to every week. I think it's something the stat is like 70,000 new songs are uploaded on Spotify. I believe a week. I hope I'm not, I don't know if I'm, I think it's even way more than that. And I think it's like daily. Uh, Yeah. It's like some. Okay. Now I'm depressed. No, no, no. no, It's like, uh, I want to, yeah, I think it's in the hundreds of thousands, like a day. It's so crazy. It's nuts. And I know that they're going through and they're taking out. I saw that they, there's a whole bunch of like AI songs that they just kind of took down too. Cause people were posting and I don't know if that, but anyway, there's, there's a lot of, yeah, music. they're like making AI like weekend songs that are like sound exactly like, um, it's yeah. crazy. It's such a, it's such a, like, there's such a positive and I guess, I guess depends on how you look at it for an artist coming out and putting music out. You're like, wait, how do I make noise? How do I, get my song you could have an amazing song and then trying to get it out there for people especially with like attention spans are so quick on tiktok you gotta like get something out there i don't know about you but when i go on tiktok i'm just like oh my gosh i there's so much coming at me and yeah and you're just overwhelmed so i can't imagine you know people listening to music um it's a different world right now when it comes to putting out music and writing yeah, what's gonna cut through and yeah there's so much I just looked it up because I'm curious now. 120,000 tracks per day on average. No way. No way. Yeah. See, I thought it was the stat I last heard. This is probably like last week was 70,000 every Friday, every New Music Friday. But this is even more. Um, yeah, this is just going off of like, I'm looking at like Billboard from 2022. It was in 2022, it was an average of 49,000 a day. But now it's uh, up to... Oh my gosh, like 120,000 <laughs> per day. Like that's 
yeah how do you cut through that i mean obviously you did that's crazy though it's great you it's you know i think that um good music you just got to keep pushing and pushing and it might take longer to get it out there but mm-hmm. it's it's um the good news is there's not really in the music industry it's not really like a straight path it's like there are things that people do but i think that you kind of have to be open to trying different things and and yeah yeah know. doing so- shows too yeah with with uh with waking up in california were you like tell me about the video and how it went viral and all or what that was like um the video came we usually i'm part of the creative idea for every like with the video from the ground up and this was the first time that someone came in and pitched us this idea and i was like let's do it and i had no idea i just showed up and was like okay what are we doing where are we going okay i'm driving an old car great let's let's do it um that was so fun. And um, Bill was our director, Bill Moult. He was incredible and had this vision, this idea, a great crew. And we just spent one day and shot this video of me driving through California, hitting all the iconic spots that, mm-hmm. that I go to and that people know. Um, the car did break down at one point. Right oh, really? We were supposed to go and do like the very last beautiful sunset. You know, we're racing with the sun going down and uh-huh. we over and the car just stopped and um bill who's the director he was also a um a veteran in the war and he knew how to fix cars so he literally said hang on i need a hammer we have it on camera too he's like give me a hammer i think it's a starter he gets under the car he starts hitting the car and the car starts and literally we were just like okay let's go don't ever turn the car off so for the rest of the shoot the car stayed on. <laughs> ran. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let me just cool. smash it with a hammer and see what happens. I know. I don't know if I should be, hopefully the place where they rented the car won't, you know, but it, it was an old it, car. He, hey, he, wor- he got it to, he got it to run. So they should he be did. happy. Yeah. You should send him a bill. Um, <laughs> it was a fun shoot. It was a great, it was a lot of fun. That is so cool. Um, And right now, are you doing more voiceover stuff? Like, are you doing, writing more music, putting out more music, doing everything. Like what, what's, what do you have happening right now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm in pre-production for a show. I don't know if I'm allowed to say what it is, but that we're shooting in October. And I also am a, um, a co-creator executive producer on a pilot on this comedy that we did with, um, uh, Gilbert Godfrey before he passed uh, away. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He was, um, he was incredible. He was part of our project. And right now we're in the works, like we're kind of getting feedback, shopping it around. So hopefully that will get, it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, he's a legend. Yeah. He was amazing. So it was really fun to, um, I'm not sure if our project was the last thing he did before he passed, but we were very lucky to, to have him on board um, mm-hmm. for a short time. And uh, so that is something that's, that's, there's a writer's strike right now that's happening. So yeah. I'm not, you know, a lot of us are really respecting that and I support it hundred percent. So we're, you know, kind of yeah, not, kind of not. Thankful. Sure, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of like, I'm still doing voiceover work and, and that's the stuff that's happening behind the scenes and then writing. That's always, um, I should be doing that every single day. And sometimes <laughs> you get caught up with, a lot of other stuff and um but that's something I, I should have a song soon it's brewing it's coming it's summertime so i'm like trying to balance and have fun and see family and and keep things going as well so yeah. that was my yeah. long answer to no you. that's a beautiful answer <laughs> so. well um thank you so much Tara, for doing this i appreciate your time today 
Thank you. It was really nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. I have one more quick question before I let you go. Yeah. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Yes. Oh my gosh. So much. Where do you start? Um, I think the first thing is just to keep putting out music. I think writing it and putting it out there as much as you like not holding on to a song and waiting until it's perfect, just putting, putting music out there. Um, and uh, I, man, I could write a book on it, but um, <laughs> I think also never to give up. That's another really, yeah, never giving up and keep pushing through. Mm-hmm.